Do you have this strong intuitive feeling that you are just destined to build a business and a life that stands out amongst the rest, but you just don't know how to get there? I feel you, I've been there, and I can see that you are another fellow flamingo just waiting to take flight. My name is Megan Shallow, social media guru and founder of BNL Media Consulting, and this is exactly what I have done through building my own beautiful empire that has become a unicorn in the social media management world, as well as a safe space for entrepreneurs to feel empowered with their digital marketing. All of this was founded on the basis of three magical words, breathe, nourish, and love. Are you ready to learn how to be that entrepreneur who shows up online and offline with confidence, has a business that makes an impact in this world, and lives a life full of connection, love, prosperity, and joy? If the answer is yes, then let's go. Welcome to another podcast episode of Fly Flamingo Fly, and we have a guest, Rebecca Reinhardt on uh, and she is going to be sharing her story about how she got into the podcast world. Her story is very unique. She didn't just start a podcast because she wanted to. She had a story that she needed to tell and the world needed to hear. Um, And I'm going to let her introduce everything about this podcast, how it started, and also her journey through the online world, the entrepreneurial world. Rebecca, you've been an entrepreneur for how long? Like... Since I was born. <laughs> yeah. So basically, we are born to be entrepreneurs. We just try to fit in the box for a little while and then we break. Exactly. We can't. Yeah. Be yeah. Um, yeah. So tell us who are you? What's your background? When did you start this podcast? And tell us the story of why. Okay. Yes. So it's, it's Reinhardt, but um, no big deal. It's Thank Rebecca you. Reinhardt. And um, yeah. So I guess. Let's just jump in. Um, you can also call me the unintentional porn star. Oh, yes. So, yes. Um, basically, I had a traumatic event happen um, many years ago. And in time, we can get into it more sort of as we speak if we want to. But over time, I just, I couldn't hide from it anymore. And it got to a point where I just, I had to do something for myself. And so I started to speak about a sex tape that was posted online without my consent. And um, I started doing that um, in many ways, but one of the major ways was a podcast. And at the, during the first season, one of my friends at the time had to be the like, kind of like guide of the podcast because if you listen to it, it's a very emotional journey, pretty much in real time of what I was going through at the time. And as I don't know if it's because I was an artist or um, if I knew, <laughs> I knew there was something bigger to this podcast before I was doing it, while I was doing it. And just like, even now, I, I know there's something bigger to it. The conversation of online security, the conversation of like being a sexual woman and just putting a voice to it in a very real, authentic, like raw way was the way that I felt that I could jump into this world. And then now I'm in season three of the podcast and it keeps evolving. Every season has its own like evolving movement. Season two is like me sharing my healing journey. And now season three, I call it bigger than me. So we're talking to other people. We're dealing with like other types of topics. So unintentional porn star episodes, like season one. They are really emotional and I couldn't imagine uh, going through what you went through, but there was some stuff that really like triggered me just in my own personal experiences through 
online dating and dating in general. Um, and for when you went through this, like, can you give us a little bit of a background of how this came to be just for those that haven't listened to the podcast before? Sure. Yeah. So in 2013, um, well, let's go back 2011 ish, I believe. Um, I was with somebody, we were having a good time. We were filming things and it was the best, like still to this day, I was so down and we had the conversation of keeping it, keeping it private. And he did start to sort of violate that, um, in small ways. It was still between us, but he would print out screenshots from the videos and send me videos of him. And I'm going, hold on a second here. Like we didn't talk about this. This needs to stop. Took him some time to stop. He didn't think I was serious. And I was like, oh no, oh no, I'm serious. Like stop. Yeah. So that to me was like a first sort of like, oh gosh, you know? Um, And then in 2013, I had uh, a friend of mine email me. It's emotional. I'm still emotional every time I speak about it. Um, but in 2013, I had someone email me and be like, I'm so sorry, but here's the link. And I clicked it. I was at a concert. I clicked it and I was like, Oh, and my whole life completely froze in that moment. And I was just like, I knew everything was going to change. Um, I put it away and, um, had to deal with like, it was such a mess trying to get videos down at the time, um, within like porn sites. Like they just didn't care. They're starting to now. There's been lawsuits. So now they care. Thank you. Um, but yeah, it basically over. Hmm? Back in 2013, was that not like that wouldn't have been talked about as much? You also didn't have social media to make something go viral, like not in the way that it does now. Um, exactly. And so like there is a like, is it something that would you say that you were not one of the first, but that your lawsuit plus others were leading the way in making these shifts? and changes. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about that with somebody right now. And I, and, you know, it's hard to know if you're directly influencing. Um, there are certain cases that, you know, are direct, but, um, I do know that I put a lot of work in and then whether it was indirect or direct, absolutely. Was I a part of this change? And to this day, there's certain things I can't say quite yet. Um, but to this day, like with my lawyer, we are still putting in the work yeah. to, you know, like the law still sees my lawyer is so amazing. She's like, Rebecca, the law still sees you as a slut. Like, that's what you're going against. And I'm like, okay. And she, she knows, like, she, you know, she gets it. She supports everything. And she's also a feminist. <laughs> so we're still making changes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Um, like, yeah. would you say, like, when I when we met, like, you already, I felt had a voice. Um, and would you say that this has like propelled it as you've been taking a lot of action? Um, I was listening to your second season of the podcast as well, and you could feel a shift even in your voice on the second podcast versus the first one. And like with this whole podcast that I've created, it's all about the flamingos, like the ones that stand out amongst the crowd, no matter what they do. That's why it's called oh. Fly Flamingo Fly. I've never <laughs> felt like I fit in a crowd. It just never happened. And I always can recognize other flamingos when I meet them. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, yes, we understand each other because we are. Yes. so. And you um, do stand out in everything that you do. Um, uh, So what has the shifts been as you've been, I mean, acting out and like 
speaking out loud and having to really use your voice to, I mean, you're out of yourself first, but also a whole bunch of other women that maybe aren't able to do the same. Absolutely. Oh, that made that hit the heart. That hit the heart. Um, Ooh, I actually might even cry. So like just a gift to have this energy to do this and to be a flamingo and to be here. So thank you. Um, So yeah, in 2018, after five years of kind of hiding from it, um, it it went back onto Pornhub for the second time, had 500,000 views. And that is when just my everything just clicked and was like, enough. And I've always been very like quirky, fiery, energetic, driven, like that has always been there. And like, I'm an, I'm, I've, I learned how to project as a singer. Like I know how to raise my voice, you know, in the physical world. And so that trans, that energy transpired into, um, this case for myself or this campaign that I was creating for the unintentional porn star. And I, you know what, what I feel like happened within me was this, um, and, and rage isn't bad and anger isn't bad. Um, but at first it was like, I was, I'm, I can, I can feel it. I was vibrating and like raging as a woman, you know, my whole life I was told by many people, I'm sure many of us can feel the same. I'm not sure. I was told that I belonged in the kitchen. I was told that I don't belong in positions of power and I didn't get to go on adventures. And there was just like countless things within my life, as well as many other women's I'm sure can relate. And then at that time, when I was saying enough, it became about so much more. It became about like, let me be me. And like, I'm not the wrong one for being sexual, the perpetrator, the one that violated. And so, yeah, I got really loud and, 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 you know, that was, that was, that is valid. Like those emotions and feelings are extremely valid and important. And, you know, I, for me in my personal journey, I had to learn how to find healthy measures for myself. And yet I still like, I've been doing personal self-development work now for like many years, three plus five years. And so I understand response versus reaction And yet there's still so much space for any form of rage, anger, excitement, change, like positive. There's space for everything as a woman. There's space for every aspect to be a woman, to be here and say, I belong here. And all of me is welcome. All of me is valid. And it's interesting in society how all of a sudden that makes us like kind of change makers, flamingos or something. And you're like, you're uh, sometimes I scratch my head. I'm like, isn't this just being like a human? Like, ah, that's what I think. But yeah. it's like, I only just discovered anger and rage in the last year or so, because I like, I didn't, I've had a few moments like that where I'm just like, no. <laughs> and like, I get so angry. I used to never get angry. Like I would cry when I was angry. I would always cry when I was angry. And then people would think I was sad. And I couldn't get that. But there's like, why are you so sad all the time? Like, I was actually angry, but I didn't know how to express that because we're not allowed. Well, we are allowed, but it feels like we're not allowed to express anger. And so that's really interesting that that's like the fire. I mean, I instantly see like the goddess Callie when you were like explaining. Oh, that's, like, what, that's what I named her. No oh. joke. 
Awesome. Yeah. Callie is all fire. I like <laughs> goddesses last year. I read a whole book about it. and was like, oh man, this woman, this Callie girl is like insane. Yeah. She's like, that's exactly what I see. Mm-hmm. And she's the one that like and changes a lot. Um, and men can be scared of Callie and that version of a woman. Um, so with all of this, like you've, you've been on the news, like there's been some PR around it now. Um, how did you like one, how'd you come up with the name, the unintentional porn star? Did you come up with it? Yeah, it was, um, it was, so Gina Phillips is on the first season with me and her and I at the time were just like creative collaborators and, um, it could, I, I, it's like, I think it even could have been her being like, this is the name. And we just latched on. We were both like, okay. yes. And so thank you, Gina, for that. Um, and so it just, it came from this space of like, because as an actor or a human, um, people tell me I have this weird innate ability to still find humor because to me, I'm like, well, it's life. Like, yes, this has been extremely traumatic, hard. I've, I've never thought about taking my life, but it it got close, you know, like it's not, it's not a joke. That's not the point of humor, but there, there is this weird innate ability to shine light and humor onto something because that's life, right? Like, so it's kind of where it stemmed from was like creation place of like, how do we, you know, or how do I, cause it was always about the story, but like, how do I, um, stand in this as myself? And how do I encapsulate all of these aspects of myself? And so it really, the unintentional porn star, some people hear it and they're like, they laugh and then they go, oh, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's it. It's like, and that's also just like, that's what life is too, is shocks and surprises and like, oh, I didn't think about that or, you know, so yeah, that's where I came from. I forget the other thing you asked me now. And you went on the news, like the news found oh. you. Did you find the news, like how like that started to like how was that experience? A lot of like entrepreneurs are always curious of how people get on the news or like do that kind of PR stuff. And I'm yeah. assuming it was your story just started to be shared. Yeah. So um at the time I hired a friend of mine with PR. Um it's so funny. I have to tell you that like when I started doing this campaign, I was a fucking wreck. Mm -hmm. Um, and I knew it was important, but I had no idea what I was doing. So all of the, if you go back and find those interviews, I am so proud of myself for how I stepped in because I was really not okay at that time, but I knew it was important. And so it was almost like this other part of me speaking about it. So at, at this time with this message that I knew was important, but I didn't even get why at this time I didn't like legit, but I just knew, I just knew my gut was like, this is it. Um, so I hired a friend who was a PR person and then Gina was also in the industry. So as I'm trying to just keep it together, these two swung together and really created this, like, um, these connections at this time as well. Um, Bella Thorne came out with her, um, she was going to be blackmailed by um naked images and a naked and a video of her a sex tape and what she did was she posted it instead of allowing this person to do it for her so she took control by saying okay you want to try and black me well blackmail me well i'm going to put it up instead and so that was her thing so in the media as a news as soon as something like that happens boom they want to get in on the story and so 
I thank Bella Thorne <laughs> for that. I like, not that she wanted to go through that. And I'm so sorry that she had to go through that. Um, and she's a spicy one. And so, yeah. So at that time I was on the news and I was on radio and I ended up on the social and it was just like this beautiful, um, weird thing for me going through sharing this message. And yeah, I had, um, I went onto a radio station that was conservative. The audience is like conservative old men. <laughs> and the, yeah. And the, uh, the host was like, Rebecca, like, are you ready? Like, do you know what you're stepping into? And I said, yes. And the comments that were happening during that were just like, slut. Sorry about all the swearing, but this is my life. Like, yeah. yeah. Slut fucking stank. This is the worst show that's ever existed. Oh yeah. It was awful. And, and, um, Jerry Agar is his name after, and my friends too, they were all like, are you okay? And I said, it was so interesting witnessing myself now. And I said, these are the people we have to talk to. This is why that was so important. And it didn't like it, it hurts, but it doesn't. Like, I think when you stand in these positions of, um, being a change maker or being a flamingo, it's like, it's not, you don't get, you don't not get hurt. Um, you just know you just know it's important. And so you stand in it and you practice to continue, stand, to continue standing in it. And then, you know, it's, and then you're there being like, I'm flying. I'm flying. Look at me. You know? <laughs> no matter what people say. And like, no matter like with this, it's just, there's a lot of um, like, another reason I wanted to bring you on this show is there's a lot of fear around even just showing up on social media, like in general, and like to hear your story of how like you knew that you had to do this. It was not like, I'm going to like create this entire story so I can go on social media and share it. Like it was just something that happened to you. It's a part of your story now. And your story does have to be shared because there are a lot of people that aren't able to share it and have the fire and you have like that light in order to be able to come at it with power. Um, and that I think for me is just, well, that is, it's just very courageous of you. And it's very inspiring for a lot of, for myself and probably a lot of other women listening who are scared to come forward or to even talk on social media and just show up as themselves. Um, because you had to show up authentically as yourself in order to do this properly and to like um, the power. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it can make me cry in a good way. Like, uh, thank you. It just melts you are my heart. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you. Yes. Uh, and right now, like so much has happened since. Um, I know I haven't gotten to the episode yet where I'm like, what happened with the lawyer? Like getting a lawyer. I listened to that episode and that sounded so intense and mm -hmm. so much that you had to do. What has been going on for you since then? Whew. That legal system, I, yeah. I, 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 oh, my whole body just wants to crumble and cry. Um, thank you for the legal system. Thank you for all of the things that are there and that are continuing to get better. And at the same time, ooh, it, I don't want to trash it because it helps a lot of people, but it does not promote healing at all. In fact, it, um, it asks you, they, it, the whole thing asks you to remain like shit. Like you have to remain a victim. And the timeline is like around five years. You don't talk to anyone. You only talk to your lawyer and your therapist. That's it. And 
when I signed with my lawyer, I was like, this is what I'm doing. I am planning this campaign. I am doing this. Are you going to be able to stand with me as I do this? And she was like, thank goodness. She's so so cool. She's such a cool lawyer. She's such a feminist. And she was like, I get it. She's like, it's not going to be easy, but I get it. And um, there's this whole movement in the legal system where more women, more feminine, female lawyers um, are coming forward with their stance being my, my, um, uh, you know, my clients are not delicate butterflies. They are allowed to be happy while they are taking someone, taking someone down. That's what the fucking, that's what it feels like. Oh, they're taking a man down. Yeah. Like, and, and just, it's just awful. And so I did technically like, I'm still doing nothing right in terms of winning a case. And I didn't lose my cases because of my campaign. Um, No case, criminal case. I talk about that already. I can talk about that. Mm -hmm. I lost that because the legal system didn't have anywhere to grasp to make my case viable, um, which they're changing it now. And I hope they continue to. And guess what? My eyeballs are on them and my voice is on them behind the scenes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, um, there's for anyone that's going through this and anyone that's possibly thinking of, um, or if they're worried about this happening, there are many options. There's also restorative justice. This is going to be on my podcast coming out very soon. Um, it just, I have to wait for a few things, but restorative justice is there. If you want to pursue, um, civil action as well as criminal, yes, like, yes, please. I, you just have to be ready whatever your options are, you have to be ready. And I think for me, um, I didn't know all of my options and it was very normal to pursue like a civil suit and a criminal suit against him. And um, I'm glad I did it. And also, holy cow, um, now that I'm sort of, I can't say things. It's hard for me. I'm like legally not allowed to say certain things. So bear with me. But now that I'm healing more, let's just say this. Now that I'm healing more, I am just like, that is such a hard, dark process. And like props to anyone that goes through it. It is great if that's the way you want to go through it. And yet, like, just know I'm hugging you. Because yeah. holy crap, you crumble constantly in that scenario. Or at least I did. I, I did. And the law doesn't support, the, or the law hasn't been able to catch up with these things. Like, mm-hmm. It hasn't like it doesn't know how to deal with like online assault, basically. Like that's what it like it, it's it is assault when that happens, but yeah. it's not tangible or it's not in alignment with what is actually like on the documents and like how like the law is just so it's so stuck and it can't move as fast as tech. Like as we've seen, nothing can move fast as tech. This is why our world is like owned by four tech giants, not the actual government. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. Like I was just reading some news and I'm like, wait, what, how did, like, when, how did this happen? I swear it happened overnight, but there are four very big tech giants all owned by men that are running the world in a way that we can't even fathom because we can't keep up with what they're using. Um, mm-hmm. And so the law, same thing. I've noticed. And especially when it comes to women, I mean, women's rights has come a long way, but like you are like your story is a perfect example of how women still aren't seen as equal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's, yeah. 
absolutely ridiculous. It's very, yeah. the anger is there. The fire is there. It's not yeah. as much worse, but it, it definitely is there. And hey, we need all of the fire we can get it. That's what it takes is it takes, even if it takes longer than the online world and tech, it's like every single feeling towards this, every single action or non-action Every single thing matters in this process. Every single person matters in this process. And even if it takes a while to make change, it's then, then I'm like, for me, I'm standing with it as long as it takes, you know? And if it's my whole life, which I'm assuming it's going to be because more things are going to be happening, there's going to always be change that's needed in the world. Then, you know, like we all matter in this. And if it takes, 10 times longer than the tech world, then, you know, for me and my attitude, I'm like, so be it that I'm here, you know, and um, not everyone has to show up with that type of energy to make change either. Right. Like it literally could be someone having a conversation and being like, Hey, that didn't feel right. Or like, Hey, that felt kind of sexist or like, you know, like all of these little things change the um, outcome in the tech world too. Every single, how we show up every single day affects all of these changes legitimately. And so something I keep thinking of, and I had to find within myself too, is that everything you're doing is enough. Everything you're feeling is enough. And it takes courage to voice it, to stand in it. Um, You have community here now because hello, this is awesome to stand in it and make this change. It's, it can be a lot, which is why you need community. (laughs) Like, right. Totally. And the right community, the right energy, the right people, you know, and it changes and evolves, but yes. So in terms of like, cause I kind of want to shine as a little bit of hope in this because it is scary. The tech world, look, look, my life is on there in that capacity forever. And it will exponentially get worse every single day of my life, it might get like backed in the back and no one sees it ever again. Great. Cool. However, exactly. And there is the potential that it's just everywhere. So, you know, that's scary. This is a scary thing. This, yes. And it's okay. We're making the change. We're stepping in every day and every person in this process, in this narrative, matters mm-hmm. you know because it so, all does pile up on each other i don't know too much about the law but i have watched some law shows and there's lots yeah. of things about precedents and i think they can pull from things and you're yeah. still part of it so you have to be there <laughs> imagine i'm like with the president one day i'm like what's up <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like yeah I, with everything that you've gone through, I know you said you've done through a lot of work, like in order to get through this, you had to do a lot of personal work. Um, I just listened to the episode about being alone um, and like choosing to be alone. And that's something that I have been doing for a little while as well. And that really resonated with me. Of course, I have community. Like I'm listening to your podcast. I'm like, ah, oh, get it. Um, <laughs> I'm on the phone with you. I had my headphones in. <laughs> and um and for me, it's like Saturdays were always the hardest. Every time I talk to people, I'm like, they're like, how can you be alone? Like all this time. And I'm like, Saturdays are the hardest. I don't know why. I don't know if you resonate with that. But it's like that one day you're not working, you're not in the hustle and bustle, you're not in your Sunday, like, 
like uh, productive time. It's like that Saturday where you're like, huh, okay, I'm alone. And like those uncomfortable feelings of doing that. And this you said was a really lonely journey for you. Um, And entrepreneurship, also a very lonely journey. It's one of those things that even when you're surrounded by all the people, you know, it doesn't quite feel like someone gets what you're doing. Um, So how did you navigate that feeling of loneliness and what have you done? Like, I know you've done a lot of work, but I'm curious what that work looks like for you. Yeah. Um, At first, my loneliness felt like the world was ending for me. Um, I'm extremely social. Um, I feed off people's energies. I'm an extrovert. I can be introverted now and you can shift your, your energy. But at the beginning, it was devastating. I was lost, broken, confused, angry. I was like repelling people. My people were mad at me. And so it was really hard. And so how I got through it then was I had a therapist. I literally could only have a relationship with a therapist at this point because I was so hurt and confused and loneliness can feel, it can, it feels real. Like it feels like a sort of, to me, it can feel like a death of some sort in your body. Like it's painful. Painful. And yes. And it, 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 you know, after years now of doing this work, I'm on a completely different side of it where I'm going and I'll share maybe the, the, the way it went. But now I'm at a point where I honor my loneliness. I am like, you know, we talked about it before, but I'm, I'm single and it's, I, I, I want partnership one day, but it's like until that point, I love myself. I love my company. I, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm here. Like I did it. Like all of this work that I've been doing is real. And like, I'm learning how to cook better for myself, sort of begrudgingly, but like, you know, like I'm taking care of myself and loving my company and my, my, my voice, my energy still repels a lot of people because, um, like, I'm not, I'm not rude, but like, I, I like to face things. I like to have conversations and, and talk through things. And not a lot of people like that. So it brings on more loneliness. And so, but the loneliness to me now serves as, let's think about this, as peace, as an opportunity to shift my energy in, to seek people that are aligned in this moment. It allows space for me to feel, to honor myself, to feel lonely and acknowledge it, love it and say, you're okay. And, you know, and like, look at all the amazing things and people around you that you can access for certain things. You know, you're not alone. But yeah, it's like there's this new sense of gratitude for myself and like enjoying myself. And to get there, I don't even know, like therapy. And lose that. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Step number one. Get yourself. They'll always be your best friend. (laughs) Yeah, it's so great. And then finding, you'll find the more that you're honest with yourself about where you're at, you'll find people who are in similar places. And so that lonely ship that you still feel sometimes, you know that there's someone sailing beside you that sometimes still needs their space, but it, you know, it, it gets, it becomes powerful. Loneliness becomes powerful. 
And if it's not there yet, that's okay. Um, because we're also like, as humans, a basic need that we don't talk about is like connection. Like we need connection. We need conversation. We need physical touch. We need love. Like we're all just seeking to be seen, heard, and loved. Are you kidding me? Like we need connection. And so it's this weird like dichotomy almost, but I think the more that you love yourself, take care of yourself and seek any sort of emotional response as what do I need in this moment, it becomes more about your growth than it does about loneliness. It's almost like a shift in perspective. Mm -hmm. And it's not easy and it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't replace human connection. Um, we need people. We do. Um, we I don't want to not. I don't wanna, a lot of people huh? pretend that they don't. Um, it's like this. Yes. You didn't sing. It's like, I'm independent and I don't need anyone else. And it's like, hmm. <laughs> No. <laughs> guess, who, guess who did that too, right? And and it shows up. Be careful what you say and what you what you're stating within your narrative within yourself is I was extremely lonely for a bit and I was like, oh, I, I not that I asked for it, I like, but I kind of did. I was like, I want to do this on my own, fuck everyone else. I'm, you know, all these things. And then it's like, hold on a second here. So watch your narrative within yourself and also um Oh, it's so tricky because I think, I think why it's so tricky is because I'm still going through this and processing loneliness. Absolutely. Perfect. Um, and that's okay. Like this is where we're at today. And, <laughs> <laughs> and also self-development takes loss. It takes um, grieving. It takes celebration. It takes fantastic things. And also the more that I go through this and where I'm at right now within like loneliness and all of these things is that um, we have choice in who we surround ourselves with. And loneliness is an opportunity to take a step back and go, who do I really feel safe with? Mm. Loneliness is the opportunity opportunity to sit with self to see who you want to extend your connection with, because there's always opportunity for connection, always. always. Um, if you're feeling lonely, that's valid. And if you're feeling like you can't connect with anyone, that's valid. At the same time, I promise you, once something clicks, you will find your community and you will find a person or some, a dog, a dog, a dog. kitten, a leaf, yes. like a river. Hug a tree. <laughs> have you ever done that, by the way? So oh, I have. Yes. Like, in the last year, I think I've hugged like at least five. It's <laughs> so funny. My friend hugs trees and I tried it with her. And my thing is just like river and water. My thing is water right now. Yeah. And she's like all trees. And I was like, I hugged a tree and I didn't feel as much, but I felt it. She was just like so in love with this tree. And I was like, I love you. Like you're, the best. you're, you're up close enough. You just like feel like you can feel the energy of the world. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm going to do that today for real. Yeah. It, during those dark, like those lonely moments, that was when like, I just felt, I was like, I just had to hold on to a tree and it was just so yeah. interesting. And then I was like, maybe I'll hug the tree <laughs> yeah. around except my dog <laughs> and the dog. Na- nature is a powerful thing. You know, the earth is a very grounding thing, literally. Yeah. Like you're literally um, not alone. Um, even if like yes. you're, there's no people around, you have like, even if you just go sit at a park and watch people, that's something that I would do during like those lonely times as well, just to be around mm-hmm. something. Um, but you've always got those random animals that'll show up in your path. 
And then you're like, wow, yeah. like squirrels, yeah. bears, deer, right? Ooh, whichever country or <laughs> whichever province you're in or state, yeah. you got your own animals that are guaranteed to cross your path. It's not beavers. Beavers always yeah. cross your path, which is so weird because they're actually always hard to find. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just so interesting. And so the yeah. thing, like it is common. I mean, with everything that we've gone through in the last couple of years, a lot more felt more lonely than I probably ever before. Um, and not everyone's able to navigate it and know the tools. What are some tools that you've used that maybe are tangible? Um, and I know you've created a tool as well, which is something that I would love to hear about. Oh, yeah. uh, but what are some tools that really helped you? You said a counselor. It was mm-hmm. one for sure. Nature. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, counselor nature absolutely going for walks was huge for me um one of my friends does yoga on mm-hmm. youtube and that's her connection for real yeah um to touch on what i've created as well is there's a we have an online workshop my counselor and i um created a, an online workshop where you can start yourself Um, development process. And in that, um, speaking of loneliness, I'm trying to tie this all together is when you, when you find yourself or love yourself more, the loneliness sort of starts to ease and you can lean into it more because you know yourself more and you know what you need to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would say like those, that's one option is our online course. Nature is this beautiful thing. Um, as you were saying, go seek energy around you, go somewhere where it's busy. Therapy is amazing. And crying is amazing. Like feeling your feelings, feeling your feelings, whether it's anger, rage, sadness, fear, that is huge in stepping into your loneliness is acknowledging it. Yeah. And sitting with it and saying, I'm here with you. I'm feeling so lonely right now. Okay. Cool. I'm going to hug you. I'm with you. Let's go have a shower or let's go for a walk or let's scream or honoring that helps in -hmm. dealing with loneliness. And then there's external things like this course or someone else's course to help you, um, not feel alone as well. Also, there's community attached to the course as well. So it's like, hey, you're not alone. And one thing that I was really circling on was reach out. If you are at a place where you're feeling lonely and you're completely lost, reach out to somebody that has gone through something similar. Reach out to somebody who's an advocate for that in their community because those that are creating the change and helping have been through it, you know? And so like reach out and trust that you are worthy of your loneliness. You are worthy of being heard within your loneliness. You are worthy of being held in your loneliness or whatever you're feeling. And that there absolutely is somebody or someone, a community that's there for you. And if you get rejected a few times, keep going because you're worth it. Yeah. And that can be online or offline. Sometimes exactly. it's hard to find the offline community, especially in our world today. 
Um, the universe will always allow people to cross your path when they're meant to. I mean, we randomly met. Um, that wasn't planned. I have a few other friends that I'm like, I just can't believe we crossed paths and this is how our lives have been intertwined since. Um, and like that is staying open to that rather than forcing that. But online community is huge. And like everyone asked me, like, how is how is it being an entrepreneur? It must be so fun. And like all of these things. And I'm like, yeah. And then, but it's the biggest personal development journey you'll ever take. Like your business is a reflection of everything that isn't quite right within you. And yes. there were so many holes and things that I had to fill up in myself in order for my business to stop leaking. Cause Mm-hmm. In myself, it would be energy that would always be leaking and I would be giving too much or like my, it just, there was a balance of the giving and receiving cycle was off, but it's hard to measure when you're a person, but when it's in your business, it's money and mm-hmm. you watch it just go away. And you're like, huh, what, why, why is it doing that? It came in, but then it's going out. And so it's like a really interesting reflection. Um, and the more the loneliness factor was a big one for me that I had to work on and flip. Um, not saying that it's gone because there's definitely bouts of loneliness, but being able to move through it without numbing it has been like really interesting. Um, I just used to use, you know, wine or social media and just try to get get those dopamine hits or whatever Mm -hmm. you're going to do in order to like, try not to feel it. Um, but it always, it always shows up and cause it helps you grow. But that was a big thing for me because I was recognizing there were patterns that I was doing in my business as well. And yeah, the money just stops flowing or it'll come and it'll the revenue looks good, but it goes out just as fast. So like, that's why I think a lot of entrepreneurs, they come into this and then they hit a ceiling um, because they don't do the work inwardly. Mm-hmm. And that's where the power is. Um, you've built so many things since this one, like the, since this, your story started. Um, I mean, of course, you've been on this planet for a long time and your story has been going for a long time, but that one pivotal moment flipped everything for you. Mm-hmm. Like, that was not, you did not see that one coming mm-hmm. at all. But now mm-hmm. like, look where you are and look how much work you've done. Like would, would all of that work and all of these things have existed if that didn't happen? That absolutely exactly. like traumatic event almost. Um, so it's really fascinating to see and to watch. And you just launched a book. Yes, I did. It's so funny. I have, I have this very small team working with me or like for me and I'm a creator. So like, I'm already writing my next book. They're like, slow down. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's, that's, I'm going to set up the team to support that just creative energy, but there's a lot of work to do, but I actually have, um, I have some memoirs that are up and a blog from going through the the civil and criminal case online. And then I have a manifesting like booklet. And then I just released this final, um, book just recently. It's a, um, it's called know yourself to love yourself. And it's a think piece on self development. Um, so the, the other ones, it's almost like a, it's a story. It's a story of self-development. So like the memoirs are, are the first book is like how not to become an artist. And there's humor in that. Right. And because yeah, I'm an artist, but anyway, it's a story. And so this recent book is shifting within this whole experience to reflect exactly where I'm at, which is the self-development process. And when I was going to the darkest of times, I would wake up at like 4am. 3, 4 a.m. every day 
my phone, I, I slept with it right beside me, which I don't like doing, but I knew I had to. And I would wake up and I'd be like, and, and I'd be writing the book just like that. It was wild. And, and I look at the book now. It's so funny. This happens to authors all the time is where you like your, your book already. There's things you want to change because you weren't something. And yet I look back at that and I'm like, wow, like I knew things before I even learned them or I, you know, it just kind of wrote itself. So yeah, it's called Know Yourself to Love Yourself. It's a think piece on self-development. And it's basically, it's there to insert it into society where it's at right now and go, have you thought about this? What do you think? It's, you know, like I purely want people to go in and question things for themselves and question me because yeah. this is this life is like learning and curiosity and compassion. So and it's yeah. A and then, book, right? Like people can open it, flip pages if they want, not just an yeah. audio. It's like, yeah. Wait a minute, how did that feel? Like actually having something so tangible published. Um, it's available on Amazon. Is that? Yes. That right? Yeah. Of course. Barnes and Noble, Amazon and stuff. Yeah. Indigo? Did you get into Indigo too? Not yet. We're working. We're working. I'm working on getting a publisher because I'm just keep writing. And I was like, okay, I'm a writer now. So we're going to get a publisher. Random Dr. Hay House. Can we get <laughs> one of those? That would be the dream, right? Like one of those. <laughs> Um, manifest that right now exactly absolutely um it's happening and yeah so it it, you know what it's um it's terrifying yeah absolutely terrifying every single thing as an entrepreneur as an artist as whatever I don't know if you can relate let me know but when you release anything there's a sense of vulnerability to it. There's, um, it's, it's you that you're putting this out into the world and, um, outside external voices don't, don't matter. You have to continue to follow your own calling, your own voice, your own love. And yet you're still like, holy shit, there I am for people to see. So it's, it's amazing too. Like I still, I'm like, I, I wrote that book and I'm like, huh? Like, yeah. Wait, what? Like, <laughs> how many pages was it? <laughs> oh God, I don't even, I don't even know. It's, it's a substantial book. I think it's oh, like, <laughs> I, I wrote it, I wrote it on, um, like my phone and then put it into a Word document. So I have actually don't even know how many pages, pages. But it's, but okay. it's, yeah, it's a solid book. Like when you buy it, it's not just a mini book. It's like, no, it's yeah. a book. <laughs> the coffee shop people like oh what are you reading and you're like let me tell you Uh, like i've been blushing right now i'm so excited for you how was the editing process um i've been told that i'll probably write a book one day and i'm like yeah probably um i know i can relate to that creative genius thing that happens with my business all the time and i am like i have to turn on my phone and write this thing down or open my journal and write picture like what the structure needs to change and i'm like where is this coming from like it feels like from somewhere else. Um, and it's just so yeah. fascinating. So I can't wait till that happens for my book. But <laughs> whenever that already, up, it's already happening. Yeah, it's already getting <laughs> out into the like creative universe. And it's just waiting for an opening. <laughs> yes, I see like, fuck yeah, I can't wait to read it. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, so with the whole process, like you wrote it, and then you obviously had to go through an editing oh. process. So you got some like you built a team. It seems like one of your gifts is building support teams around you in order to allow your creativity to thrive. 
And I think I noticed that when we first met, like you choreographer, I mean, you can even tell, like, even on this interview, you are still a beautiful dancer. (laughs) Just even when you move, like when you're like, you're just, there's always, you just know where you are in space. And it's so wonderful. Um, that seems to be a gift of yours is like to gather individuals around you to support this power that you have because you know that you can't be alone. Was that always the case? Is that something that you've always done or is that something new? That's so interesting. I've been thinking about this a lot recently. Yes, I, I've i always had this interesting ability that I didn't understand to like create community and, and, and have people thrive in their own ways. And so... Um, only recently have I started to understand the dynamics of a business really. And like within the entrepreneurial world is like, we all need to be set up for our most um, joyous successes. You know, when you're creating a team too, it's important to find people that are passionate about what they're doing and are passionate about the, the, the mission and statement and values as a whole. And so, yeah, it's always kind of been there, but recently I've just, it took me discovering myself more to understand how to find people that also are passionate about what they do to support everyone, to support this creative energy. And I have to tell you still to this day, do I sometimes catch myself diminishing my abilities to try to either fit in or make something work? And, um, and so it's, it's constant growth. It's a constant, um, maneuvering thing to be able to set up the right team and, and find the success for every single person. So it just like mutually evolves and thrives from there. Um, so it's interesting because like from an outside perspective, it's been happening this whole time. And yeah, and it just took me discovering that within myself recently to really hone into it. And I'm still working on that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it is definitely the entrepreneurial journey for me. That was something that I had to learn in the last year and a half or so. It's like, if I wanted to build something bigger, I needed to build like a stable support system around me, both professionally and personally. And yes. the team is big now. <laughs> there are a lot of people that are required in order to make this thing be yeah. super successful. And so, yeah, it's just so wonderful. So what's next? Like, what you've launched this book, you've got another one going, how can people work with you uh, or stay connected with you even? Um, I know you're on social media. Uh, do you, are you active on social media? I feel like you are pretty active on there mm-hmm. on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You, it, tell the story of the unintentional porn star through a book as well. Yes. Um, what's next? What is the universe? What's next for me? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's so much coming for you. Season three, season three is up on the podcast. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. It's it's my name. It's at Rebecca Reinhardt. And that is probably the best place to find all of the information of what I'm doing. I, I'm on TikTok, TikTok, like messing around, you know, yeah. doing some like tarot readings and stuff. And I, I, I do that for real. Oh, um, right. So good. Um, yeah, if you go to Instagram, you'll see the, the books are there. The online workshop is there. Um, anything to do with this process, this journey, like my website is attached onto that. And, um, what's next is like, can I share some of these details? Just like, just like, or create them. Huh? 
More creation is on its way. There you go. Let's just say yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned to the social in order to see what she's getting up to. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and I'm already writing my next book. So it's like course. so much is going to be coming. But yeah, tune into the to um, at Rebecca Reinhardt on Instagram. And I also love talking to people. Um, it gets busy sometimes, but genuinely like a huge thing for me in this world is to connect with people. So if you're feeling lonely, talk, like reach out, you know, if it takes me a second, I apologize, but like, I'm right here and like, let's do this together. Like, you know, let's, let's enjoy this interesting journey together. And so find me on there and then you'll see everything. And if you have any questions, <laughs> no, always reach out. Now I have a question for you, Brock all the entrepreneurs, like what's one piece of advice you would tell someone who knows they're meant to be a change maker in the world, but are feeling paralyzed with fear? Because that is a big one. I had this, I read this thing. I think her name's Teal Swan or she, or I watched, it was a video or she says, she's like, if you're the black sheep of your family, if you constantly seem to like shift things around around you she's like you're supposed to change makers everyone can be a change maker everybody is a change maker to some degree whether that's in your family whether that's by with the environment um whatever you are a change maker and yet some if you're in an elevated i don't know if you're like a change maker that you're like damn it's because you're supposed to we're here to shake shit up we're here to make change. Change in this world is uncomfortable for many people. It's still uncomfortable for someone like myself who's aware of it. It's uncomfortable. It can scare people. And so the fear is real. It's valid. And yet, you know, like the biggest thing for me is tune into yourself. Take a second. Ask yourself, is this important? Why is this important? And can I step into this? If you're feeling fearful, reach out to people that have done it. Find people that have done it. Seek out mentors or something or find someone to hold your hand in the in the background, whatever you need, because what you have to say and what you're feeling is so necessary. We need you. And um, change doesn't have to be loud. Change can literally be you writing a note to yourself in your journal. That can be change. And so just following your intuitive callings and your things that feel right to you is enough change. And it can be an interesting journey, but that's kind of like, if you step into it and you want to, that's kind of what you're here. <laughs> and like, find your community. Cause <laughs> find your community, find your fellow flamingos. Cause we've all done it. <laughs> the ones yes. that are out there, the ones that are doing it right now, they're here to support everyone else to fly as well. Um, exactly. the fear exists because you're supposed to push through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and every time it comes up for me, it means that I'm on the right track, which exactly but it's so fear tough. and excitement have, have similar feelings in your body too. Do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that is great. I love that so much. Um, I really hope that everyone who's listening really resonated with some stuff and took some stuff away from this and definitely go follow Rebecca Uh, Her story is wonderful. The way that she creates content and just shows up as herself online is always so beautiful. And, um, and also her dance is beautiful as well. So if you want to catch her some of her choreography, I would highly recommend checking it out. And Rebecca, thank you so much for jumping on. It was so wonderful to have you and your energy is just so beautiful and your light is 
so unique and wonderful. And I'm glad that our paths crossed unintentionally <laughs> long time ago um, when I was still a baby business and I knew we were meant to cross paths again. And I'm really happy we got to do that today and we'll continue probably this conversation more. Definitely. And thank you. Thank you for being so vibrant yourself and like so bold and amazing. And I'm just, I'm so excited for your journey too. And like, truly, this is just such a journey for all of us. Like, let's just do it together and follow along and support each other as we do this. So like, yay you, yay everyone. (laughs) Thank you so much. And uh, everyone give us a follow, leave it, leave us a click a subscribe button, uh, find us on Instagram, and we will catch you on the next episode. Have a good one. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Fly Flamingo Fly with BNL. We are so grateful you stopped by and we hope that something from today's conversation ignited the inspiration you were looking for so that you can keep moving forward towards the life of your dreams. This podcast was produced by BNL Media Consulting with the amazing help of Podigy Podcasts. We'd love to hear your takeaways from this episode, so be sure to leave us a review as well as give us a follow on Instagram at BNL Social. If you need any help with your social media marketing, feel free to visit our website at www.bnlmediaconsulting.com and we would be more than happy to support you. We hope you have an amazing day and we cannot wait to connect with you again next time. Have a good one, everyone.